Welcome to On The Roof with Sunny and Tiff. We are true women, we are mothers, we are partners, and we have known each other since our early teens. Our journeys have taken us on very different paths. Our lives have been filled with our own unique individual experiences. And now we find ourselves back together to share this podcast. In human design, we are both 6'2 profiles, which means we're currently in our On The Roof stage where we're in a period of reflection, observation and soul searching. Join us for real heartfelt conversations about what we're observing in our day-to-day lives, what our new normals are and of course our shared passion for human design. We're thrilled that you've joined us and hope that you enjoy listening to what we have to share with you today. Hello Sonny, happy Friday. How are you going? I'm really good. I've had a had a big week of um I just feel like I'm this open vessel at the moment and I've just got so many things like kind of streaming into me coming through to me but I feel like I'm yeah I'm an open kind of channel and stuff's coming in and coming out and yeah it's been been good nice well I thought today uh our conversation I know we've talked about this a little bit previously around these topics that we want to start to have as part of our recordings for this podcast because we we have a lot of conversations outside of what everybody hears here <laughs> and so we both sort of had shared that we thought okay let, let's start sharing some of these other t- types of conversations that we're having and I think that's great I'm very open to that and one thing that came up when we were talking about that was okay like we both recognize that we have quite new normals in our lives now and so let's start talking about these things and I can say for myself I was a little bit reluctant to want to incorporate some of these topics in more detail maybe because yeah they're my normal they're your normal in a lot of ways but I'm also very aware that they're not everybody's normal and that's okay like that's totally fine I the whole purpose of us having this podcast and is and having these recorded conversations is around us sharing the things that we're observing in our lives and what we're experiencing and I think we would be not being our true authentic selves if we didn't incorporate these things that like I said are our normal so I thought today we would kick off our you know our normal type of conversation and these conversations may or may not incorporate human design into them we don't know what will sort of come out but we sort of just have gone okay if we want to have a topic a conversation around a specific topic and we're not going to limit ourselves to if we can weave human design in there or not but I've got a feeling that where it is relevant it will always pop up just because of how much we love human design and it just seems to always come into our conversations in some way or another so today I want to throw it out there that we open this combo up around (laughs) alcohol (laughs) and we have touched on it I know we've touched on it I feel like a big part of our first episode where we met you and we you know I asked you some different questions about yourself we covered a little bit of your relationship with alcohol anyone who follows you on social media understands that there is a, a story a sunny story of your journey with alcohol and things like that. But I feel like there's a bigger conversation to be had here. And that's what I want to touch on today. And I just, I think, fuck it. Like, 
let's see what comes out. And if it offends someone, if it triggers somebody, if it pisses somebody off, good oh, that's what you're going to roll with in this life. So <laughs> that's my new mentality on this whole thing. And, and I think for some of the conversations I've been having with my husband in the last few weeks around alcohol, I think it's time that some of us just do have to man up and actually start to have some pretty hard, honest conversations around it because it's real. The issues are real, the problems are real, the challenges are real, and we're never going to start to make any major change if those of us who are making the changes in our own lives are sitting and hiding behind it, behind something, behind, oh, I don't want to offend anybody, oh, I don't want to upset anybody, oh, I don't want to ruffle any feathers, oh, I don't want to, you know, I know most of the people that are part of that group or this disagree with me or whatever. I don't think that's healthy if we continue on down that path. So that's my driving motivator behind having this conversation today. And I'm sure that we're going to have some other great topics that we'll cover around this whole anormal. But I don't know, how do you want to kick this off, Sunny? I was thinking, would you like to share a little bit more about why you changed your relationship with alcohol? Um, a, something you shared on your social media through the week was also around, you know, relationships that have changed in your life since you said goodbye to alcohol. Like, where do you want to start? Well, I think it would be only better to start <laughs> with a big cheers. Cheers to, cheers to you, Tiff, and, you know, the courage to bring this up and speak about this. And yeah, so virtual cheers <laughs> to my cup of water <laughs> um, around that. No, I mean, that's, that's saying that all I drink now is water, which is not true. So I guess like alcohol, like I am not ashamed to say that alcohol ruled my life. Like from young teens up until like two years ago, alcohol ruled my life, like literally ruled my life. Does that mean I have to say I was an alcoholic? I don't know. I mean, if you look at the, the, the technical definition of what an alcoholic is, probably majority of Australian adults fit that, like on terms of standard drinks and things like that. They're, I guess I, I have seen this, it's like this disassociation of having a problem with alcohol and it's like, you only have a problem with it if you are an alcoholic. And I think that's where, like, we've gotten ourselves into trouble. I was thinking about this and it, it's like, like our generation, uh, you know, is what I'm kind of speaking about. Our generation, that's what I've experienced and what I'm witnessing and observing and what I've lived. Um, you know, it's like our parents or we kind of see, saw or witnessed, you know, our parents or grandparents or, um, you know, the generations above us who maybe were alcoholics it was like that term was was used they were alcoholics and people had trauma from their parents of being alcoholics and things like that and now we have that essentially has become the cool thing to do I don't know that's that's like I think like that's really what it is. Is it the cool thing to do um, or is it just the thing to do like they don't even factor in that it's cool it's just a, it's just a way of life. Well, it's, it's, 
Yeah. It, I mean, people only do what's cool, don't they? I don't know. It's deemed as, it's deemed as the cool thing to do or the norm or the like socially accepted. So, I mean, it, it, like I kind of was, was reading about it and like alcohol, this is, this is something I found online. Like alcohol is an intrinsic part of Australian culture. It plays a central role in most people's social lives. Heavy drinking is seen as acceptable in almost all social situations, uh, from wedding sports, funerals, baby showers, you know, kids sports, that kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, it's the heavy drinking, it, which is what, you know, an alcoholic is a heavy drinker. And so I guess I want to, I want to start this by saying like, um, yeah, I, this isn't just to, I don't know, like shame on people who, who do drink or heavy drinkers. And there are, you know, there are lots of people who can enjoy a drink or two, you know, on a special occasion or, you know, I'm not even going to say like once a month or something. It's the, the dependence on alcohol and the effect of chronic heavy drinking and binging on our lifestyle and on everything that kind of makes us human, our health, our relationships, our connections to anything other than ourselves because of the physical effect that alcohol has on us. Yes. And the physical effect is real. I mean, there's no doubting that at all. And if you have access to a smartphone and the internet, then you have no excuse whatsoever as to why you are living unaware, <laughs> I will say, of the actual real negative effects of alcohol on our body. Because you only need to Google it and you will be inundated with research and studies and all this information out there on the actual truth of what alcohol is doing to our body. And a big one that I've been learning about lately is our brain. Like there's a, there's a great guy on Instagram. Um, he is, I think he's called the brain doctor or something like that. Uh, Dr. Daniel Ammon. And he was also on the diary of of a CEO's podcast and he was talking on there about the ugly truth about alcohol's effect on your brain and you only have to follow this guy for five minutes and if you had one little bit of fear in yours in yourself around dementia old timers like anything like that then and you were also drinking a reasonable amount of alcohol that should be enough of a reason to go hmm probably need to reassess this and have a bit of a review but it's not just the brain there's there's the whole body <laughs> in reality is impacted by alcohol in mm. some way and so there's that side of it i and i don't think and i don't i don't really want to focus on that too much because i'm not a doctor i mean you are a medical professional by your expertise so you would have stories i'm sure we could probably have a whole conversation, Sunny, of you just sharing stories you've seen in your days as a nurse from everything related to alcohol. <laughs> and they would probably be quite entertaining, I'm guessing. But I feel like I keep coming back to, okay, so we have this evidence. We have studies. We have all this knowledge around what it's doing to us. Yet here in Australia, yes, there are people who are making changes like yourself, um, like me, like 
people in my life who are, but I'm also observing a real lot of people who are not dumb people. These are people who are intelligent people who, for whatever reason, do not want to make any changes over in their lives around alcohol. And, and I don't know if it's the cool factor. I think you touched on it. It's just the norm. I think that's probably what it more is for a lot of people. It's just the norm. You go to a barbecue and the guys drink, the girls drink. And it doesn't even matter what age it is. Like I know people in their 50s, 60s, 70s who do the same thing as the people in their 20s, 30s and 40s. So you can't discriminate here on, oh, it's just the young people. That's not true um, at all. No, no, definitely not. And yeah, it, um, I, for, for me, I really noticed like, you know, growing up, it was normal, right? It was kind of, it was normal that we all drank and yeah, it, it, it just felt normal. It, and I, you know, for, for majority of my life, I judged people who didn't drink as being unnormal. Like there was something wrong with them. They were boring. They, you know, they obviously had no, no fun in their life. And yeah, because drinking alcohol was so normal for me and in my community and people around me. Um, what, like the, I was reflecting on this and in hindsight, it was when I, after I'd had my second child, so this was like nearly 10 years ago now, I noticed a real shift and I, um, I don't know if it was time. I don't know. I don't know why, but I just noticed this huge shift of something that I hadn't noticed before with my first child was this whole like mummy wine culture. And that was something that was new. And I was hearing and witnessing and being part of conversations around new mums wanting to either not breastfeed to begin with so they could drink, trying to get their baby onto the bottle as quickly as possible so they could drink, trying to, you know, express milk and just like putting themselves and their baby under this like stress so they could drink. Like that was literally what was coming out of their mouths. And I'm not judging, like I'm absolutely not judging. And I didn't stop drinking then. Like that wasn't, you know, that wasn't the defining moment for me, but I was, I've been reflecting on this and I was thinking, huh, I remember at the time noticing this and thinking this is something that's different. This is a real change. And the fact that women, new mothers had just coming out with this, like without any kind of like, oh, I probably shouldn't say this, or maybe I shouldn't be thinking this, or why do I want to drink so badly? Like it was just the thing to do, you know, like it became normal that drinking is the priority. Well, when you look up, okay. So alcoholics, being called an alcoholic is not what the the correct term is anymore. It's an alcohol use disorder. <laughs> Just for anyone who wants to know that little fact. And it's defined as alcoholism or alcohol use disorder is the inability to control drinking due to both a physical and or an emotional dependence on alcohol. And it's also like characterized by uncontrolled drinking and preoccupied with alcohol. 
And I'll put my hand up and say that I was that person. So if anyone wants to think that I, in, in anything I'm saying in this conversation is judging you, I'm, I'm being open and honest and saying I was that person. I would have fit if you really want to be truthful as an alcoholic, because especially as a young mum, it was like, it was encouraged. Go and have a wine. Oh, you need a wine after today, don't you? Like how many times I heard comments like that and it's so normal. Like you didn't ever question, oh, Jesus, that's, did you really need to say that? Probably don't need a wine. Probably just need to go home and have a bath and go to bed. But it's... That came out of nowhere. Do you? It, yeah. And I don't even know where that came from. I feel like I need to ask my mum and go, when you had us, what was the, what was the norm around you as a mother, a young mother, drinking alcohol because it was so fucking normal for us, Sonny, as young mums to be like, oh, you know, timing when you had your last drink to when you could breastfeed or, you know, just messed up stuff like that. And when you look at really what that is, that's an emotional dependence on alcohol. Why can't I go a day or a few days when I have a young child without any alcohol? Why? That, that's an emotional dependence, sorry, or a physical dependence, because maybe you have, you, there's a physical reason why you're, you're needing alcohol as well. I don't know, but, and I know that this can be very confronting, but I feel like it just needs to be said. Absolutely. And I, like I said, I noticed, I noticed a rapid, like just a, this, I didn't feel that or see that for my first child. Eight years later, it was like, whoa this this was this was just like an epidemic and you know I, I don't know I was just thinking then when you were talking like all right you have a new baby you're in the hospital like the dad you know what's the thing oh. wetting the head or something the dad has to go and get pissed but now so does the mum it's like okay where's mine like now it's like this again <laughs> I don't know it's just I mean that could go off in another topic again but I mean what when did that, like, it's just, I don't know, maybe it was there before. And like I said, I just didn't know, but I, I don't believe that. I believe something has changed and it's just this now. It's marketing. It's money. It's like, oh my God, you're a mother. Oh, you need wine. I don't know if I should go down the path of the wedding the head because that is a real pain point for me. <laughs> me too. That's so, another day. Yeah, I'll be weakened. Um... Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, and I mean, we were only really touching on one area and that's, you know, mums and young mums and people who are having children and what they're experiencing in here. Here's a coping mechanism. Have it. We encourage it. Do it. It will make you better and make you happier and make you less stressed and all of this other stuff that comes with that. But it's like, that's only one segment of humans that are being impacted yep. by alcohol. I see. I have a son. Well, I've got three sons, but one who is hit 15. And alcohol is a massive thing in his world at the moment. And I know I've shared this with you as well, Sonny. And you, like your son has got a different environment and you, you're not experiencing the same thing with him that I am with um, Ashton 
but I've also got an older son who I, I am not, I didn't experience it when he was 15 and I still, you know, alcohol isn't a thing in his world. Whereas for Ashton, it is. And oh, it's really interesting trying to be a parent with my normal around alcohol at the moment and having a son who is exposed to a culture and a, and a, and a normal of alcohol is fine. Just, just drink, just, you know, it's fine. And the challenge I'm also having at the moment is because I've always been very open and honest with my children. They know what I did and didn't do in my teenage years. So they know that at the age of 15, I was also drinking. And so my, my situation is I have a child who's coming back at me going, oh, well, you drank. And I don't, like, I don't a hundred percent know how to deal with this at the moment, apart from say to him, yeah, I did. But I also can now see that it wasn't the best thing for me to have been doing. And I now have different information and I have different awareness and all these different things that I go, okay, like, but then I think, how can I expect him to understand that? Like it's, it would be the same as back in the day when I was a teenager or when we were younger, Sonny, and an adult coming along going, oh, you know, and there were some. <laughs> we did have some adults around that weren't encouraging us all to drink and do what we did as teenagers. But we wouldn't have listened to them in any shape or form. And that's what I feel like is the challenge at the moment with my son because he's like going, oh, well, you did it and, you know, and I'm surrounded by all of this. So, you know, what chance do... I have of changing his normal to being anything like what mine is when what he's surrounded by at the moment is the total opposite. Well, you can't because this is his human experience <laughs> and you had your human experience. My mum was one of those people who did not courage, encourage drinking and she didn't, you know, she wasn't anti it. She didn't drink. My mum didn't drink. You know, so she didn't understand the lure of it. She didn't enjoy alcohol. So, you know, but she knew <laughs> that, that I, I was drinking and she knew I was going to do it without, with or without her support. So, you know, she, uh, I guess, you know, was aware of what was happening. And yes, like you touched on my son and I don't know really why he he does not drink. He's never had a drink and he's exactly the opposite. It's, he's anti it and actually quite, oh, he's, he's maturing through it. But you know, er, earlier on, a couple of years ago, he was quite judgmental about it. And I remember after probably, I don't know, maybe a year of me not drinking, he, he said to me, he's like, oh, mum, I mean, his head's in the clouds most of the time <laughs> um well not in the clouds but just you know self-absorbed <laughs> um and he said to me oh mum so you're really not drinking anymore you know like it was like he just all of a sudden saw me and all of a sudden noticed and noticed I, I think the impact that me not drinking has had on him in his life and, you know, I'm not going to go into all the things that was, but he noticed that. It was like, oh, yeah, okay. This is real. This is really, this is, yeah. Yeah. And that he'd seen me, I think. And he'd, he'd noticing the things that were, mm. yeah, improving for him. 
So I can't, I don't, I don't believe it's fair to say that, well, if your parents don't drink, then you won't drink. Or if your parents did drink, then you won't drink, you know, like he's, he's seen both sides of me and yeah, I mean, I, I don't have an answer for you in terms of that, in terms of your son is except for that this is his human experience and all you can do is share yours and be there for him and support him. And, you know, like I, I'm going to say this because I think it's really important. I love drinking. I had so much fun and I don't regret any of the things that I did. Like I don't regret drinking. I don't regret the experiences I had and that that was my experience. Like maybe I wouldn't be, well, I, of course I would not be here now if that wasn't my experience. And alcohol was like my best friend, you know, like throughout all those times it was like, it just was. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and go alcohol's evil and like, you know, hate on it because it got it like we had some great times together. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, like I have to, I have to say that. Right. And, you know, there was a time even when my son, he was like, oh, no, I'm never drinking and drinking is just bad. Why wouldn't I do that? And I was like, I didn't want him to miss out on all the good times yeah. that I had, you know, like, I'll be honest that that's a, I understand. It's like, you don't need alcohol to have fun. And I get all that stuff. I get all that. I had great fun with alcohol. Now I, I, I was able to go, I was able to tap in and uh, become aware when it wasn't my best friend anymore, when it was impacting me and it was detrimental mm. to my whole life. And that's a really good point though, that you did touch on in that you don't want to demonize alcohol because that's also what I do say a lot of the time is I'm not anti-alcohol in this. That's not my point I'm trying to push. I... I still drink alcohol from time to time. So, I, you know, I can't demonize it to that extent or, you know, what, why would I be drinking it then? I think my point and my change and my now normal is looking at alcohol in a very different way, respecting it for what it is. It's a drug at the end of the day and people need to remember that. It is every time I make the conscious decision to have a drink of alcohol, I now know what it's doing to my body. I know what it's doing to my brain. I know what it's doing to my heart, everything else. I know that. I can't deny it. So, and that's my choice when I do do that. And well, I suppose as you were talking and like, you're right, like this is my son's, it's his human experience. He has to go through this. Who knows? I don't know where his journey and our relationship with alcohol is going to go, but if there's one thing that I would like to be able to support him to understand is that you, you don't have to rely on alcohol. Alcohol should be a choice. And that's probably where this has sort of come up as a bigger issue now for me that I feel like I want to actually talk about it to more people is because from what I'm observing, and when I'm really honest with myself around my own experience around alcohol, it got to a point where I was being controlled by alcohol. I wasn't in, you know, the choice had been made for me without me even realizing a lot of the time I'm going to be having a drink and that's just what it is. And I want my son to be able to make that choice as well. I don't want to drink today. 
doesn't matter if all my mates are drinking today. doesn't matter if I'm at the footy club and everyone's drinking. I don't want to. And him being comfortable to do that, him being brave enough and being in a, in a community and a society that supports that and doesn't ridicule it, doesn't, you know, mock it and make fun of someone who ooh, dares to do something a little bit different than the rest of them. Like that is what is the big issue for me is, is coming back to, are you choosing to do this or are you just following the crowd? Are you just doing things to fit in? Are you sacrificing your health and your mental well-being just to appease other people? Or do you generally want to drink on things? Because, you know, I'll admit as well, like um, I had a lot of fun drinking and I was listening to Mark Manson's podcast this week and he was talking about, you know, his big life change of when he gave up alcohol. And he goes, it was a really bloody hard thing to do because I had a lot of fun when I drank. <laughs> had a great time because I always used to think, like, if I'm not happy right now, I'll go and have a drink. I'll be happy in five minutes. And it's really hard when you've had a reasonably good relationship in that aspect with how it's helped you to have fun, make friends, have good conversations, all these other things that I can see are a pro about alcohol. But it's like, I think we've gone too far that way. Like we've gone too far one way and it's now time to sort of, as a society in Australia, start to have these conversations around, mm, okay, what are we really doing with this thing called alcohol? And just because we used to do things or we were, have been doing it this way, it doesn't mean that we can start to shift and evolve to maybe looking at it and approaching alcohol in a bit of a different way. It's so funny. I, um, I've, I have to say, after being in the valley, when I decided to stop drinking, life is so much better on the other side. And all of the things that I thought, and that didn't happen overnight. This has been like a good few years in the making. And it's only recent that I can now kind of really experience and like live this and say this like with with all of my truth but all of the things that I thought were friggin amazing drunk and I had to be drunk to do them and to enjoy them oh my god when your alcohol is out of your system and you don't have a dependence on it anymore it's like all of these things are 10 times more amazing like it's crazy it's so crazy I would never have thought that because alcohol just like I would yeah I, I hadn't known life without alcohol like and that's the problem I think in in Australia in our communities where we start drinking so young as young teenagers we actually don't know what anything feels like without alcohol like we don't I didn't I can say that I did not know what like anything was without alcohol because I was always doing things drunk, apart from obviously working or, you know, like, so I had to learn how to do things not drunk. And that was really difficult and so confronting. And it was like this whole new discovery of things. And I worked out what I, what I only liked when I was drunk, you know, think new things that I actually like doing things that like, like I said, just feel 10 friggin' times better than when you're drunk. And that's a really important thing, but that doesn't happen overnight. No, you're right there. It doesn't happen overnight, 
there is a big adjustment that is needed when you have been living a life where alcohol has been used a certain way in your day-to-day life to when you make that conscious decision of, okay, I don't want that to be my normal anymore. I'm going to move away from that. And like you touched on in something you shared with social media, like your relationships change. I would, I would love to have one of my brothers on here one day to talk to him about his experience with giving up drinking a few years ago. And he, like, it's massive. Like, I'm still so inspired by how he has made such a major change in his life around that. And it's impacted everything for him, I can see. But relationships is a big one that was hard. And it's like, and I understand that that's probably what also holds people back from maybe making a bit of a change around it because that, that fear of, not fitting into groups anymore or not knowing how you behave or interact with people if you don't have that little boost of alcohol confidence or, you know, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. You literally don't know what to do. (laughs) I didn't. I'm talking about for myself. I literally, yeah, you have to reinvent yourself, your life. That's not to say you can't still do a lot of the things that you did before but you know relationships is is really massive and I did I had to let like part of me died like for sure you know when 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 I stopped drinking I lost like really really dear people to me definitely something that helped was having you know my partner realized the impact on alcohol on his life a lot earlier than I did. So he already had really, you know, he would only really drink when I forced him to, you know, leading up to that. And, um, and so he was already had heavily limited his drinking and had already kind of limited his, you know, social connections and things like that. So that was, I was, I was really supported in my process with him. I can imagine it would be so difficult quitting anything with a partner who was still doing that thing that you were trying to quit. That would be really, really difficult. But yeah, your relationships change for the better, for the worst. And yeah, you know, I've, I've gone on and developed some really strong relationships with new people. And yeah, I think it just, it really highlights, I think, what relationships maybe, you know, are based on. And usually relationships are based on doing things you both like, right? Or doing things that you like together. So yeah, of course, if you stop liking something that everyone else likes, well, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like that is a big connection in a relationship. And it's okay if people, if you change your mind and don't like something anymore. And, you know, I guess it's dependent on if you can find other common things that you, you like to do together or if you can, you know... If you used to drink wine and, I don't know, do something else, like is that something else enough without the wine? Yeah. Um, a lot of people it's not. And, and again, that's for me, I had to accept, well, this is my human experience. This is me, my health, my relationships, my life, my future, my family, like my finances. This is, that was all more important than alcohol and alcohol had been more important in all of those things before that. And I had to make a drastic change. I'm trying to sort of think through why there is this 
resistance to people within a social group or, you know, someone comes along all of a sudden and isn't drinking. And I know when we were younger, there was this standard joke of if you rocked up to a social event where we were all together as a social group and one of us girls weren't drinking, it was, are you pregnant? Like that was the only acceptable reason why you wouldn't be drinking. And I know for other people in my life who have gone through this process of getting rid of alcohol and this stigma that's attached then to the individuals who no longer want to drink. And I'm trying to understand why someone, and maybe you can help me because you said you admitted to, you would judge people who didn't drink. Why? Why is this a thing? Why do we give a shit that someone else is standing in the social circle with us and I have a wine in my hand and they don't? Why do I care? I, I feel it's because, like for me, it was because that was kind of all I knew. Like, I feel like it would be different if I had maybe started drinking at 30 I don't know, or 25, like I would have kind of lived some adult life maybe beforehand, but I, me personally, I can't, I didn't know life without alcohol. Like I really didn't. And, and I know how ridiculous that sounds. And I thought I was the shit, you know, like I just thought alcohol and great life go together. So if you don't have alcohol, then you must have, a, I don't know, like, what have you got? Like, that's just, I know that sounds so crazy. I know that sounds so ridiculous, but like, that's what my world was. And, you know, I'm not saying that's what the world is, but that's what my world was. That's what I surrounded myself in. And I didn't go anywhere else that wasn't that, I guess, you know, I kept myself in that little bubble where I was safe. So it was just because it was your norm. And so someone standing there, that was yeah. doing not your norm, that was a, a bit of a trigger for you to go, what the hell? What's wrong with you? Why wouldn't you be doing what I'm doing and what everyone else is doing? So that is where that judgment and things come from for you. Yeah. Okay. And that makes sense. Like I do understand that. I suppose I'm just now as a 40 plus year old human and, and I see other 40 year old humans who can't stand in a circle with someone who is not drinking and not have a negative thought or have hold themselves back from saying a negative comment around someone not drinking it makes me really just sort of question and go why like is is it because it's something that's you're uncomfortable with actually unconsciously you're you might actually really wish that you could give up drinking as well and you can't. So the next best thing is to shit can the people who do, who are making that effort to like, th that's something that's coming to my mind in that, you know, that, that saying around, we often judge others with what we're actually judging of ourselves, what we, we don't like about ourselves. So yeah, I just, the more I think about it in social settings and from a human psychology perspective, there's, yeah, there's so much to it, but I think really at the end of the day, it's just like you said, for some of us, especially in Australia, if you grew up as a teenager drinking, you spent your twenties drinking, probably thirties or whatever, it's, it is just the norm. And that's probably what 
is the real truth of it is that for so many people it is just the norm and that's a very very hard thing to break out of so yeah I just wanted to touch on one thing um while you were talking like I think I don't when I was drunk or drinking or even had one glass of wine and it had already gone to my head I did not want to talk to a sober person like that's true right I didn't want to because yeah they weren't on my level like, so that's what it is. And it does, it then brings up those things. Like I did not want to, like, it's even a level of, you know, you can't, I'm sure I didn't, I didn't consciously think, oh, that person's making me feel, that person not, seeing that person not drinking and having a great old time without alcohol is not making me feel any certain way from my drinking. Like I was not aware enough to even have that thought. But I knew that I didn't want to talk to a sober person because that would make me, you know, feel uncomfortable because obviously they know all the things I'm saying that don't make sense or whatever it is, you know, like, yeah, it's like you want to keep in your comfort safe zone. So that's when we then judge and we mm -hmm. keep that person to a distance and we shun them. So we don't even have to have that level of awareness. Yeah. And I don't think, but like looking back, there was so much of how I drank alcohol that was completely unconscious. It wasn't me consciously doing very much at all. And so this is what I'm talking about in that for some people who are judging others or having these thoughts about other people not drinking, I don't expect them to consciously understand what I'm saying around there's probably a big reason why you're thinking that is because of your own level of discomfort with your own drinking habits so yeah it's yeah yeah it's a big one the big one it's like, a big one we're not going to cover it all today i know that and i think the whole purpose of our combo today is just i don't know just to start being open and honest around where we sit with this what our new normal is normalizing it for maybe other people who are experiencing the same things that we are Maybe someone will be listening to this going, I fucking hate these two. I'm never listening to them again. I can't believe they've said all of this stuff about my beloved alcohol. And if that's the case, then that's fine as well. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just think this is such an important topic. We can't shy away from it anymore. We need to have real conversations around it because, you know, we did touch on it a little bit around the health and things, but. It is massive. Like when you really do look at the impact it's having on human lives and the damage it's causing, you know, we talk about mental health epidemics and stuff. You cannot discount the connection to alcohol with a lot of that as well. So if you give a shit about mental health, you probably need to start giving shit about alcohol as well. If you give a shit about cancer, you probably need to start giving a shit about alcohol, all these things. And sorry if that's a harsh reality that is a little bit hard to stomach, but it is the fucking truth. So <laughs> I'm just having a Tiffany rant moment. So I just, I just feel like that needs to be said. And I shared with you through the week, a, a woman who she's from Perth. She has just launched her book beyond booze and you know, I, she just said something really profound in one of her pieces of content that she was saying how, you know, some people would reach out to her and say, well, how much alcohol were you drinking? 
And she goes, I get it. I know why they do that because they want to know that I gave up alcohol because I was drinking a lot more than them. And that if I came back and said, I was drinking lots more than they are, then they don't actually have a problem and everything that I'm sharing doesn't really apply to them. And she said a really good thing around, it's not about how much you're drinking. It's about how alcohol makes you feel. And that is so true. And I just think anyone listening to this, like just having a really, really honest conversation with yourself, or maybe it's with someone you can talk to about this and just get real about what is your relationship with alcohol and how is it making you feel? And if something comes out of that, that it's actually not making me feel that great, it's actually really messing with my my mental health it's messing with my life it's you know and you can you know it's like there's no hiding from this I think most of us do know where a lot of these issues are stemming from and if that's the case then you know it's no one's going to come along and do what's sunny and or you know the changes I've made in my life or make it a new normal without you doing the work so That's all I really feel like I want to say about it. Is there anything you want to close on, Sunny? No, I think I think we've we've really we've touched on quite a few broad topics within the frame of alcohol, and I'm sure we will have many more discussions around this. I guess I just want to I'll, I'll just finish by saying like be kind to yourself. Like we're all human. Like be kind to yourself and. You know, even if you decide to just maybe, I don't know, decide something small, you know, just be kind to yourself and just, yeah, notice yourself, connect with yourself, feel, feel yourself, take that time because, you know, I guess alcohol, it numbs us, it numbs us. And so the less alcohol you drink, the more you're going to feel, the more you're going to connect to yourself and yeah, it's okay. That's what's meant to happen, but just be kind to yourself. I think that's a very, very important reminder as well. All right. Thank you, Sunny. Thank you for talking about alcohol with me today. And yeah, thank you for listening. I hope you got some value from this episode. We wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we speak, the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation and the Ghana people of the Ghana country. We pay respects to their elders past and present. Thank you for listening today and we hope you enjoy our future episodes.